Salutations, salutations, y'all. Um, this is your boy Flex, aka El Peligro Negro. Basically, just want to be able to hop on here briefly, just to give out a quick apology to you know how uh, my sound system sounds as I was basically recording on uh, a first segment. I did a first segment earlier today uh, about Salatus uh, Melvin. And, uh, you know, I was on break uh, at my little 9 to 5. You know, I was on break and, uh, you know, basically was just busting down a couple of hot pockets. So you might hear me smack a couple of times or a few times, maybe a little bit too much than a few times. But uh, uh, you, you got to hear a little bit of that going on in the background. You got to hear, you know, basically uh, little bells and things going on because there was cars going in and out of the shop while I was on break. Uh, traffic, basically, the wind blowing, basically kind of got to hear a whole bunch of stuff. You got to you got to hear nature in the background, basically. Um, got to hear you got to hear reality in the background, you know. So I apologize for that unprofessionalism, but hey, you're gonna have to take it how it is because basically, I wasn't trying to be professional at that point in time. I'm not professional just yet, and uh, you know, I'm not a journalist. I'm just an amateur podcaster. So. Hey, have to be able to go ahead and send out my apologies just ahead of time to be able to let you guys know about that. Um, so again, that was just the first segment, and then, um, basically, uh, right after that segment, all I did was continue. After I had got off of work, uh, I continued the segment of talking about you know Jaquay Williams, which was a Greensboro Police Department officer, and uh this dude who is basically uh who i'm ashamed to even call a black man tory lanes so you know you'll be able to get those continuations you know right after that segment of uh um of all the bells and whistles that you happen to hear in the background uh, it's only about 15 minutes of that so just bear with it and then you know after those 15 minutes you'll definitely get to be able to get to the good stuff you know so Enjoy the Flex Appeal podcast. You know, this is your one and only narrator slash, you know, uh, basically shit talker, um, your charmer, um, your realist, um, your observationist. Um, I got a lot of titles for myself. Uh, however, I am definitely the one and only Flex, a.k.a. El Peligro Negro. So enjoy the Flex Appeal podcast, everybody. Take care of yourselves, you know, protect yourselves, be safe out there and protect yourselves against this COVID, social distance, fall back six feet, you know, keep washing your hands and keep them clean and sanitized. So much love to all my folks out there, especially my black folks. Salutations. Enjoy. Salutations, y'all salutations, my people, my black people, black folks. Today's a beautiful Saturday, and boy, don't I got some shit to say. By the way, I hope all is well. I hope everyone is safe out there, taking care of yourself, quarantining, falling back six feet, and, uh, you know, just basically, hopefully, using the good common sense the Lord blessed y'all with today, and for, for others, it's not so common. We'll still pray for them. 
However, I want to start off with all of the prayers, well wishes, and condolences to the Salatis Melvin family, <clears throat> who uh, basically uh, a couple weeks ago, August 7th, I believe, it was a young black man, and uh, I believe y'all might know where this is going to go, who was shot, killed. By Officer James Mitchell, uh, which was a sheriff in Orla uh, a sheriff in Orlando. So basically, how this all started was that there was four group of people coming out of a Dick Sporting Goods over in Orlando. One of them had a warrant for their arrest. Uh, one of the officers, I believe, approached the woman out of those four people because it was four black people. Of course, one of them was a woman. And I think he approached the woman to be able to uh, basically uh, see exactly where her boyfriend was at because the boyfriend had a warrant. The boyfriend was not Salathus Melvin. He was part of the group, one of the friends. However, when the police basically approached them, I mean, I'm not sure how the approach looked like, but I can assume it was very police-like in a very police manner against black people. Uh, I don't know who was it that may have had a pistol on him. However, Salatus Melvin, again, was not the target. He was not the one who had a warrant. He was not the one with the pistol. But Salatus Melvin was one of the people who was scared. And out of fear, I guess, he wanted to get away from the police. He, he hauled ass, he got the run in. Officer James Mitchell got the shooting. Shots laid this right in the back. Now, he didn't die immediately just yet. He got hit in his back while running. Ricky from Boys in the Hood style. Got hit in his back. And then Officers, other officers, the backups, uh, the dick suckers, basically hopped out and went to giving commands about freeze, stay on the ground, don't move. I, I really don't understand what was the, the sense of even doing all that shit now after you done shot the man because basically he's on the floor dying now. He was still able to spread his arms out before he died. Legs were shaking and kicking and whatnot as the life was slowly going out of him. Also, the urine was slowly coming out of him. And uh, basically, he died on the scene. Now, there's a sheriff in Orlando, Sheriff John Menna, who basically had took the footage of what was going on at that date on August 7th. He took it. He possessed it and he held it for two weeks why he did this you say well one of course is to be able to go ahead and you know patch it up have a little story to go along with it fix the shit up to make it you know look real official on the police's side to make it look like you know they had the right of course you know it's all bullshit because they always want to find a way to go ahead and shoot somebody black and then come up you know with a fugazi ass story that's how pigs work 
They like to do their dirt, but still try to clean it up inside of the fucking mud patch. But they stupid ass. However, he held on to that footage also because basically there was an election coming up. And uh, he wanted to be reelected as the sheriff of Orlando. You know, uh, I, I believe he, he there was like a deputy sheriff and he was the sheriff. I think he was the top dog. But anyways, though, he, he was looking for a re-election. So he didn't want none of that to come out before the election. So he happened to go ahead and drop the footage after the election, which shows Salathus Melvin running and getting shot down in the back. Huh. Now, let me go ahead and tell you this old slob ass pig story that came out basically they were saying that they thought Salathus Melvin had a gun and that he was going to reach for it how in the fuck can somebody in fear who's hauling ass basically reach for a gun that he never had that's the shit that gets me two how can an officer think that somebody is about to pull a gun? First of all, you would have to know that that person has a gun. Two, for a person to basically attempt to pull a gun out, he'd have to stay put and, and be ready for a standoff or something. The nigga was running. He was in fear. He fled and got shot. So I'm trying to figure out the dynamics of how the fuck you run. Like, let's just say if you're running down the street and somebody just think that you about to pull a gun out, turn around and shoot while running forward. I, I, I don't I don't understand how the fuck that works. Uh, I really I, I, I don't know. I, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson would have to go ahead and come out and explain some type of shit like that it, it might have to some it might have something to do with some type of science uh some type of astronomy i don't know if the stars and the moons have to align to where somebody pull a gun out while running to go ahead and shoot behind them at an officer i don't know how that works but the shit basically makes no goddamn sense to me and that's usually what the story is of all of these officers they always say all of them ain't the bad guy and you know what I would say it's all cap. However, pretty soon though, later on, I'm going to go ahead and get to a story that kind of make me believe that there might be a chance that there's some truth to that. However, I digress. I'm just saying right now, it's just like basically saying you're guilty to a proven innocent. I don't want to hear shit about there's no good cops. As long as you got a motherfucking badge on, shit, you worse than the Crips. You worse than the Bloods. You worse than the Latin Kings. Bottom line, point blank period. Now, let me get to the weirdo shit <laughs> that occurred. Check this out. After Salathus Melvin was already shot, he was already dead. Officers came out, checked the scene, surround the area. This officer, I don't even know if it's James, James, uh, J, uh, uh, did I say James Mitchell? My apologies. Uh, the pussy-ass cracker name was James Montel. Um, so Mr. Montel was the one that shot and killed uh, Salathus Melvin. 
However, there was another officer that was on the scene. And this is some weirdo shit right here. This is some real out-of-the-box, out-of-pocket type shit that had nothing to do with nothing, which made me just really, like, think, like, like what the fuck was this officer thinking? But there was this weirdo officer now, while Mr. Melvin was already dead. He was already de pronounced dead on the scene. He was already dead. There was an officer, a colleague of Mr. Montel's, who basically was observing the body. Pulled down the man's drawers. Just to go ahead and take a nice little look at the man's dick while he's dead. Yeah, I had to let that breathe, y'all. I had to let that breathe because I, I, I'm like... The fuck is wrong with these goddamn colonizers? The fuck is mentally disturbed with these crackers, man? First of all, you shot and killed another unarmed black man. Falsified a story. Held a footage to falsify a story. You know, it's almost Breonna Taylorish. Then one of your colleagues go pull the dead man's drawers down to go ahead and look at his dick. What the fuck was going through this sick-ass cracker's mind? To go ahead and pull the drawers down of a dead man to get a look at his dick. I still find something wrong with that motherfucker if he did it while he was alive. But the fact that the man has already been shot and killed and dead... What the fuck possessed this man to pull his drawers down to look at his dick? That motherfucker need to get shot in the back of the head. All of them do, to be quite honest with you. But definitely him. Him and fucking James Montel. And the goddamn sheriff. <sighs> Lord have mercy. See... This is the reason why that I really try to wake up with a positive mindset. You know, I, I, I do a lot of breathing techniques, you know, just kind of take in some of the oxygen, you know, kind of start my day off right. You know, uh, eating a lot of fruits, things of that nature. Only because I wake up just automatically almost aggravated at what the day is about to bring. About what I'm going to hear, who I'm going to see, pray that I don't slap the shit out of somebody. You know, I always try to keep myself in good spirits and in a positive mindset and keep myself in a circulatory aura of positivity and prosperity and peace. Because I'm in Florida, y'all. Miami, Florida, to be exact. So... I don't think I might need to explain much after that. And this happened in Orlando, Florida. I think I don't need to explain that much after that either. But I really pray and hope that there is justice for Salathus Melvin. I really pray and hope that if those officers do not somehow some way happen to be on or off duty just kind of strolling down the street 
Hope one of the motherfuckers get hit by a stray bullet coming from a family member that they don't even much know is sitting out in the bushes waiting to go ahead and light their ass up. Or the latter, which would be to have actual justice. And, you know, it's kind of 50-50 on that. You know, it all depends on how much pressure gets put on that department and on that sheriff. But I hope and pray that there is justice for Salatus Melvin. God bless that young man. So another life taken away for no fucking reason at all, whatsoever, undeserved. May his soul be with the high power. Prayers and condolences go to his family and his loved ones and his friends that were around him. That saw this piece of shit, James Montel. Whip out his gun to go ahead and shoot an unarmed black man who wasn't even a fucking target in the first goddamn place. Shit makes me sick. <sighs> well, I definitely had to go ahead and get that out there, y'all, because uh, it just pains me to see how these crackers always find a way to get away. And when the evidence and the footage is right there in front of the face of the world, somehow the judges still let them off. Either a slap on the wrist or not even no kind of disciplinary action or justice whatsoever. So condolences to the family and justice for Salathus Melvin. Now, on to a segue. And this is about the police again. However, this is going to be a little bit more enlightening news, y'all. Somewhat. But this one actually brings a bit of a smile to my face. So continue on with this segue <clears throat> I want to be able to tell y'all a story about Jaquay Williams basically uh, an officer who I believe was, you know if I'm not mistaken was an officer of uh, the, the Greensboro Police Department um, I believe that's in the Minnesota place where George Floyd was murdered which basically has started the uprising that we happen to see today Mr. Jaquay Williams who was a police officer of the Greensboro Police Department was one of the very few probably maybe the only one that I've heard so far who spoke out about the George Floyd murder Basically, you know, in, in so many words, I'm just breaking it down to the lowest common denominator. He basically called the officers that killed George Floyd cowards. You know, they wasn't going by any kind of police policies. You know, the person who killed him was a coward. The officers that were standing around him, watching him, putting a knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds was a coward. They're still cowards. 
you know, and, uh, you know, Jaquay Williams spoke out about that and basically was breaking down the police policies of how they should have detained him and why he should have never been dead today, which is absolutely right. You know, the man should have been read his rights if he did anything illegal. He should have been detained properly, cuffed, either sat down, you know what I'm saying, to the side, pulled to the side or whatnot, you know, do a form of questioning. But as you can see, especially, you know, now that more footages had came out on how they apprehended George Floyd, basically officers did what the fuck they wanted to do. Hmm. It's pretty much a story, you know, of, uh, you know, the entire existence of the police. It's basically the story, you know, of how 99.9% of police and their departments basically respond to incidents towards uh, minorities. A.K.A. the black people. You know, so, um, he spoke out about it. He even made a video called Hello America, which was basically about the racial double standard in America, especially when speaking upon, you know, police and police departments and, you know, how they happen to approach policing and how they happen to abuse their powers and their policies when it comes down to apprehending black American men or black men in general, period. You know, uh, he even spoke about it a little bit more when he was being interviewed by Queen Tamron Hall. You know, he was basically also, you know, explaining about what his goals were when he became a police. He wanted to be the, the black man in that department that actually happens to change the status quo culture that they happen to have in their unions and in their departments. He actually wanted to go about making change. He's one of the few who, when they say all police officers aren't bad, it's not all of them. Jaquay Williams basically is one of those officers that make me believe that maybe it ain't a lot of bad officers, or maybe it's not all of them. However, you know, Jaquay Williams and maybe a couple others that actually do, might do their due diligence of being, quote, good officers, is not really going to kind of sway you know, my my feelings on how I feel about most police, most police unions, most police departments. The way they happen to look at black folks as guilty until proven innocent, I look at the police as basically racist until proven ally. You know, I, I look at them as killers and criminals before proven good 
I look at them as crooked cops, slime balls and pigs before proving as good officers, you know? But I definitely, for sure, want to be able to go ahead and give one of the biggest shout outs to the King Jaquay Williams for actually wanting to do that, to actually want to be one of those moral officers that actually want to bring about change starting off in the police department that he worked for. You know, and uh, basically for all that he has done and has been trying to do, you know, he's been fired for it. Basically been fired for not, you know, falling in line with the rest of the union and with the rest of the department and being a stickler officer and being a cocksucking ass profiling cop like the rest of the union and the rest of their buddies that are in it inside of that department. Jaquay Williams was the whole 180 opposite of that. He was a guy that stood on morals. He was a guy that stood for what was right and believed for what was right and wanted to be able to make about change. And since he didn't fall in line with the uh, status quo of that union and of that department, you know, they felt like, I guess, that he wasn't one of them and eradicated his position immediately, expeditiously. You know, especially once he just continued to keep on talking about it and, you know, go and have interviews about it. Or what They didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. They felt bitter. They were sour as fuck about it. They were like, mm-mm, we got to get this nigga up out of here. We're going to have to stop this nigga's plans right now and not let it go any further. You know, so they terminated him, you know, because they were cowards. Nothing but a bunch of bigots. Racial dickheads. Pigs in suits. Badge-wearing cocksuckers. Don't really give no fuck about trying to be morally right or basically trying to bring about change. Even after all the shit that's going on right now. Even after all the scrutiny that they're being put on by the public, by the citizens. They don't give a fuck about that. They feel empowered by their privilege and by their supremacy. And it's even a bonus when they happen to have on the suit and a badge. I applaud Jaquay Williams because basically he had the balls and the gumption to do what a lot of other black officers or so-called good cops are scared to do. A lot of the good cops that I happen to hear about, I don't happen to see their ass too much or hear from them much. And they supposed to be so-called good. Why they don't want to be able to go ahead and stand up and stand up? You know what I'm saying? And stand up to the bullies known as the police union for abusing their power. Hmm. Probably because they A, scared to lose their job or B, scared that they'll lose respect of their colleagues yeah. or three, they just want to go ahead and try to play both sides and straddle the fence a little bit and be that good cop that happens to go by the books and whatnot but then be on the hush-hush when it comes time to go ahead and out you know, their buddies, their police union you know, 
piglets sitting inside of the pig's den. Uh, no, nah, they don't, they don't want to out them. They just, just want to be able to go ahead and keep the peace inside of the union and on the streets. How are you going to be able to do that? How can you be able to do that at the same damn time? That's a baffling question that I would, you know, hopefully, you know, like for somebody with the intellect to answer because it doesn't really seem like that's something that's possible, especially in this day and age. You can't be able to go ahead and straddle the fucking fence. You can't be the so-called good cop that's, you know, basically pandering to those that are the same color as you. Saying, hey, I'm the good cop. I want to help you up. Uh, I, I, I want to be able to do this for you and do that for you. I want to be able to show you, hey, we're not all that bad. And then, yet, somebody from your colleague who you know, who probably had years on the force. It's nothing but a racial cocksucker. An asshole who's waiting to be able to go ahead and profile somebody who's not of their colonizing Caucasian coloration. You don't want to sit there and out those guys. You don't want to call them out. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be able to go ahead and put a shine and pull a light on the bullies. That's so they can bitch up and cower down. So that pressure can be put on them. Nah, you want to fall back because you're scared to feel that pressure on you. And for those men, I say you are nothing but whole-ass niggas. Full-on bitches. Something that Jaquay Williams is not. Because he's a grown-ass man. A black man. A man with standards. A man with morals. A man who's going to double down on what he say and does because that's what he means. That was his goal. That's what he set out to do. And I applaud that man. When he happened to do an interview on The Breakfast Club, I, I seen that he was giving out his... Uh, his Instagram uh, handle, which is at Wolfgang Jock. And that's at W-O-L-F-G-A-N-G-J-O-C. At Wolfgang Jock. I went ahead and did my due diligence of following the brother, too. Because, uh, you know, I, I like to be able to have that kind of positivity on my page. I love to be able to have, you know, powerful women and men on my page that happen to continue to inspire me and to be able to you know be of you know goodwill and positivity you know that I can be able to go ahead and feed off of you know I definitely like to have nothing but positivity up on my page you know what I'm saying I like to be able to follow positive people that are striving to be able to do something you know and progress and be excellent and to you know to be able to strike a, a movement in the right direction, you know, not just only for the sake of good, but definitely, you know, for the sake of black people so we can be able to progress and prosper in a world full of idiots, a world full of racists, a world full of Trump supporters, a, a world full of, you know, ideologies that support only those of the minds of idiots and those of the minds of white supremacy and the white privilege. Mm. It's real sad that, you know, for a person that just want to do right, 
he had to go ahead and basically lose his job. You know what I'm saying? He basically was deprived of making a living all because he just wanted to do something right. However, he has a GoFundMe going on. Y'all happen to go on his page at Wolf Gang Jock. Uh, you follow this brother, you know, uh, hit his GoFundMe up. Basically, uh, you know, I, th I believe he just raised like 50000 but basically he had a GoFundMe up just because, you know, he, he just definitely wanted to be able to get back on his feet and, you know, just wanted to be able to start fresh and start new, uh, you know, with a, a new job or, or, or something, you know, just basically get some bills paid off and whatnot. You know, he happened to have kids, he has a family. And, you know, he, he just wanted to be able to go ahead and uh, start fresh and start off a new life and started off a GoFundMe. And he had insurmountable support, you know. So, shout out to Jaquay Williams. Y'all go follow that brother, man. Y'all support him. And, you know, God bless that brother. You know what I'm saying? Um... Godspeed to him, you know, and uh, I definitely hope that, you know, there's nothing but success and prosperity in, in that king's life, you know, and he can be able to go ahead and progress and, and succeed and extend, you know, his expectations and be able to reach it, his goal and then some, you know. I really do definitely hope and pray that for that brother. And speaking of ho-asses and bitch-ass niggas, Oh, how I'm going to go ahead and segue into a nice little pool of bitch-assness. Ladies, gentlemen, but especially the ladies, you will definitely love what I'm going to have to say about this. Because basically, you are thoroughly aggravated and pissed off about this situation just as much as I am. And maybe once I happen to get this up off my chest, maybe you might just live vicariously through my rant, my expression, and my emotions <clears throat> about this bitch-ass nigga, Gaystar Peterson, known as Daystar Peterson as the government, but he's going to be Gaystar Peterson today. Bitch-ass Tory Lanez. Hmm? You see, for one, I know that I have had a troubling past as a teen, as well as in my early 20s, to where, you know, I had to be able to slow myself down before I get out of control. Because uh, me being born in the 80s, you know, when you happen to see a lot of things that go on in your household, you don't really know if it's right or wrong at that point in time. You just kind of soak up what you see. And at times you would replicate what you see when you got older. Because it's something that was taught of sorts, in a way. And then once I happen to mature and I happen to know exactly what is right and what is wrong, you know, I learned my lessons from those and I happen to utilize what I learn and apply that to my everyday living so I can be able to better myself as a new person or as a different person rather than continue to be the same person from before and not learn anything 
and then I'm going to have myself swimming in nothing but a hot, steaming pool of duty. However, it seems like Tory Lanez never outgrew his height. As a man, he never matured. He went through puberty, but yet his attitude, his way of thinking, his emotions, as well as his hairline was still very pubescent. I don't understand for the life of me what would drive Tory Lanez, or any other man for that matter, to shoot unprovokingly at a woman. Shoot her in the foot. Bitch ass little nigga. You little fuck boy. It's one thing if it was some type of I don't know, some some some, some type of dope deal gone wrong or what not and you know Megan was a, a big time trapper or something like that pushing weight and it was a, a dope deal gone wrong or something she fucked around and shot at you and you shot back or what not uh, it was some type of self defense or, or something going on it would be one thing if it was something like that however it looked like it was coming from some type of nightclub or something uh, you know they, 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 they was, you know, rolling through a club or a party, you know what I'm saying, as acquaintances all together. Uh, him, her, and I guess probably maybe Kylie Jenner. They was rolling to the club or to the party, you know what I'm saying, all together. I don't even know how it ended up to where this nigga felt he had to go ahead and grab a pistol to go ahead and shoot a grown ass woman a whole woman for what you see usually when there's accusations that happen to come out and you know alleged stories of of somebody or or against somebody you know usually when they're innocent or when the story ain't right or where they feel like they have to be able to go ahead and put this as out there to go ahead and save their name and their reputation from being drugged through the mud or being slandered. They will jump up and speak out. They will say something themselves. They will go ahead and make sure they say it with their chest and go ahead and, 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 and get that shit straight and nip it in the bud. That's so their reputation don't happen to go down in the trenches. But we ain't heard this little nigga say shit. There was rumors that his publicist was talking for him and trying to fix things up and I guess trying to, you know, do a little damage control and shit like that. Nigga, your publicist? You fuck boy. You got your publicist out there around here trying to go in and fight your battles for you fuck nigga? After you done shot a woman in the foot? Man, niggas like that, I swear, man, I, on God, on Jesus Sandals, my nigga, I'd have drugged that little ass nigga. I'm 5'7", he 5'3". Man, I wish, man, on Jesus Sandals, I pray. Any one of my daughters, when they happen to get older, man, if a nigga fuck around and try any one of mine, please don't go to the police. Do not make no report to no police about nothing because I got to have that nigga. I need to have that nigga. I'm talking about, man, it's in the doctor's diet. 
I, I'm talking about man. It, it man, I have to have him. Like I like like I need a goddamn treatment. I got to have him. Like man, me dealing with that nigga is my cure. He got to get it by my hands, by my judgment, and by my execution only. Megan's manager says that nigga better count his days. On God, he better. Uh, Cause man, I, I just don't understand for the life of me how can you be able to go ahead and shoot a woman in the foot over nothing? They say, Meg say that they want arguing. You know what I'm saying? She ain't put her hands on the man or none of that. For whatever that was working in this dude's mind to say that he wanted to be able to go ahead and just you know shoot her in the foot, like for what? I don't know. But he's a fuck nigga, a whole fuck nigga, a whole bitch ass nigga. You know what? It's like, as an artist, I really liked him as an artist. He dope as fuck. Had a lot of banging ass R&B songs, a lot of banging ass rapping songs. Phenomenal rapper. And, you know, kind of, he, he, he kind of did something at one time during the time when he was basically, you know, uh, doing this little battle rap shit. You know what I'm saying? We're just kind of rapping against other niggas saying that, you know, uh, he's better than certain people and he was calling out certain people. He tried to pull a, like a, somewhat like a Kendrick Lamar of sorts and he was battling people. And him and Joyner, you know what I'm saying, had a battle for the ages going back and forth, you know, where a lot of people, you know, including myself, felt, you know, Tory had got the one up on that. Again, you know, it, it, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, it was a straight wash or anything because, you know, Jordan Lucas is a bad motherfucker when it comes to them lyrics. He'll bar, he'll bar a nigga the fuck up. You know, Tory Lanez just basically, you know, shot a lot of people because, you know, they knew he could rap, but they ain't knew that he could go in like that. They didn't knew that this nigga had bars. Like, he had bars, bars. But after he had this little battle with Jordan Lucas and then, you know, a little battle with Don Q, uh, he, he pulled a bitch move. That's when I started to see the bitch in him a little bit. He, 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 I started to see the zest in him a little bit. He was a little feminine for doing this, for doing this by pulling up on a YouTube rapper named Dex because Dex basically said, and he's also from Canada, by the way. Dex, uh, the YouTube rapper, is also from Toronto, Canada, just like you know Drake, just like uh, Weekend, just like Gaystar Peterson. And you know, he said he was gonna go ahead and drop a, a, a Tory Lanez disc. You know, just, you know, in, in the name of, of hip-hop, just for fun, because, you know what I'm saying, that's what Tory was doing at the point. He was just basically calling out people and dissing people. I don't know why it got under his skin that Dex dissed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dex, if you if you really want to be able to go ahead and, and go listen to the diss song or whatnot, I mean, it, it was a little clever little diss. It was cool. It wasn't really like overly mad disrespectful or anything like that because you know again he was just doing it out of fun because you know he was just thinking Tory Lanez was doing it out of fun but you know that that nigga that that nigga just called a bitch fit he, he called a little whole ass attitude and shit like that just I don't know he was just emotional that day and said he ain't felt like being dissed and whatnot and when Dax dissed him that nigga went to Canada and pulled up on Dax chased the nigga down while Dax was running he in the whip chased the nigga down pulled up on him Put the piss out on him too, like a whole ass nigga. Forced the nigga to apologize, and you know the nigga Dax apologized. And I was just thinking to myself, like, 
why he had to go through all that? For for that? Like, this nigga ain't trying to pull up on Jonah Lucas and run down on him with no pistol. The nigga for damn sure wasn't trying to pull up on Don Q over in New York and try to run down on him. But you you pulled up on Dax. And I kind of felt that Tory knew that Dax wasn't really that, you know, type of, like, he wasn't no gangster nigga. Like, he wasn't that type of nigga that was, like, really on that, about that, like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, so I, I guess Tory felt safe to run down on a nigga and look tough and, and whipped out a pistol on him, you know, and, and recorded it. I didn't really see the reason of doing that. I didn't see why he wanted to do that. But, however, that right there was the start of me seeing the bitch in Tory Lanez. And, you know, he was just kind of acting like a bitch ever since he happened to get that new hair plug from Tiger. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, he had a little, you know, a little receding hairline or whatnot. Tape line was still showing. Then he went bald. Uh, and then, you know, he got his hair back a little bit. And, you know, then he started feeling himself. He started, you know what I'm saying, at, acting like a bitch who got her new hair piece from Amazon, you know what I'm saying? It's like once you happen to start to go ahead and get the little new hair piece, you put the hair piece on or whatnot, you start to feel yourself, you start to, you know what I'm saying, toss your hair a little bit, you start to go ahead and wipe your bangs to the side and shit like that, you know, you start to feeling his stuff, you start to feeling, you know, like a high-class bitch, like a little thought that was ready to go out and go ahead and trap a football player or something. He, he started feeling himself, for real, for real. You know, he started getting a little, you know, a little high-top fade and shit like that, and, you know, started making songs about not being broke in a minute and started to have a little fro in it. And then the nigga started to have a little buckwheat. He started to have little buckwheat twists, little plaits and shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga started looking like uh, uh, Dookie from Boys in the Hood and shit like that. Nigga started having little little drenched curls and shit like that and whatnot. Like, the, the, the nigga just started getting real zesty. He started getting real zesty as fuck. You know, started really started feeling himself and shit. And, you know... This right here just took the cake because I'm like, my dude, a woman know? Like, you was not even in position to really defend yourself against anything or anyone because wasn't nobody putting you in position to defend yourself. And then on top of that, you really felt the need to get gangster and put a pistol out to shoot a woman. Like, you really felt that was gangster as fuck? You bitch-ass little boy? I mean, somebody would, somebody should try to shoot your little stupid ass in the ankle, but I feel like they might miss and hit the concrete because your ass is just by that ground level anyways. Like, if you dive in the fucking pool right now, five feet, we probably fuck around and by damn near drown you because you'll have to tippy toe to go ahead and get the rest of your hairline up over the surface of the goddamn pool. The bitch-ass little nigga. You's a whole fuck boy at birth. And portrayed to be tough just because you felt like you had to be the toughest nigga out of Toronto since niggas was picking on Drake, since niggas was picking on Bieber, since niggas was kind of like, you know what I'm saying, not really looking at the weekend as gangster. You kind of had to go ahead and like exert yourself to look like you was like some type of nigga from Philly or New York or from Miami or from Cali or something like that. You had to be the gangster of Toronto, huh? And expose yourself as a whole bitch. Matter well go ahead and cut your dick off and buy a hairpiece from Amazon, my nigga. Add that to the rest of your hair plugs, bruh. Cause I don't even see the man in you no more. You 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 done, you done lost your man card, my nigga. You lost all testosterone levels with me. You a whole bitch, my nigga.
You whole transsexual up out here, my nigga. You just went from straight man to woman. Straight, just like that. Not even a woman, though. I, I don't even much want to go ahead and insult women like that because that's just giving women, you know, that, that's insulting women on a high level by calling you one. You's a whole bitch for doing what you did. And you shall suffer. The wrath of a scorned black woman. The wrath of karma. You shall suffer. It's going to come to you. Can't believe, folk. The gumption of them, the audacity. My nigga, a woman, though. Hmm. Hmm. I, I still can't even believe that. Like, he ain't really had no reason to do it. He ain't come out to try to defend himself, so more than likely it have to be true. Whole bitch, my nigga. Know what I'm saying? You was a bitch at birth, you'll be a bitch when you're dead. Tombstone should read, whole ass nigga, may you go ahead and rest in the booty hole of a sissy instead of resting in peace. You need to rest in the booty hole of a sissy and, an, and, and another sissy top need to go ahead and fuck the shit out your hairline while you resting up in it. Pause. I hope that you find some type of way to low key go on Tinder and find Charlie Sheen, and you gag on his penis with the pre-cum on it. I hope you catch COVID AIDS. You sorry ass little fuck boy. You disgusting, worthless ass excuse of a man who should have been wiped on some toilet paper and flushed in the toilet instead of swimming through a goddamn fallopian tube so you could be able to find yourself the freedom. You don't even must deserve that. For a nigga who basically, who strived for greatness, achieved the goals that he set for himself. Proud, of, I was proud of that black man. Proud of. Now I'm ashamed to even call him a black man because you don't even deserve that title. Whole ass nigga. I really ain't got too much more to say to that because basically it is what it is with that nigga. Today I just wanted to tell the story about three kings. One who was a king, basically fell from grace. Tory Lames, gay star Peterson. You know, the story of Quay Williams, the king who basically, you know, wanted to be able to go ahead and see prominence and make change and basically he had to fall from his position as an officer in the Greensboro Police Department, all because he just wanted to see humanity for all, but mainly for black folks. He just wanted to see some good being done. He just wanted to see some change. That's so there could be some trust in the police and the community. And they had to take, they, they tried to take the king's crown. And then also once again, the fall of Salathus Melvin. A young black man who just out with his friends, coming from Dick Sporting Goods, probably trying to get a little Under Armour long sleeve or something like that, some basketball shorts or something, who knows? But the man didn't even wake up that morning thinking that his life would have been lost for no reason. So basically, this is the story 
This is the story of the fall of three kings. And for Tory Lanez, I use that term very, very loosely because he's neither a king nor a queen. He's more of a jester and a peasant. But he is 100% grade A pure bitch ass fuck boy. May you catch your karma and rest in your receding hairlines. This nigga had the audacity to have these fucking twists. This nigga scalp looked like a whole goddamn rapture. His scalp looked like it was waiting for a goddamn rapture, and all you could see was a faded hairline, a faded silhouette of his fucking tape. But his scalp looking like it was just basically doing social distancing. Old possum face ass nigga. You know what, let me, let me, let me, let me get off of him. Let me get off of him, but I really just, you know, hope that there is some change. You know, I want to be able to continue to go ahead and uh, do my little morning rituals to go ahead and better myself and, uh, you know, try to continue to live stress-free and continue to be able to go ahead and bring this content, you know, to my people or to people who, who you know, basically want to be able to listen to the truth, you know, to listen to freedom of expression. You know, for those who happen to feel where I come from and feel my emotion and feel my passion on certain things, you know, this is for y'all. This is for you. I'm happy to be able to go ahead and do this. Like I said, it's a form of therapy for me as well. You know, so I do thank y'all for taking your time to be able to hop on Anchor or hop on Spotify to be able to, to hear your boy out. And, you know, more content is coming on the way. Sorry it took me so long, you know what I'm saying, damn near about, uh, you know, like a month and a half, damn near two months, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes I go through things. I'm human like everybody else, but I definitely, you know, keep myself in good spirits. So I definitely try to keep myself stress-free uh, stress and, uh, you know, continue to be able to go ahead and live my life to better myself as a man, as a dad, you know, you know for my kids and for myself. And, you know, once I could be able to go ahead and... uh do more of that then you know what i'm saying i can definitely always be able to be of better service to others and to be you know a vessel for god to be able to go ahead and provide and, and to bless others and to be able to do for others what's needed you know that's so i can be able to see them rise and to be able to see them grow and you know i just pray for nothing but you know positive positive uh positivity and uh and prosperity everybody especially my black people and uh you know i i pray and, and just hope that you know we all happen to go ahead and find a common ground of peace to to keep our aggression you know what i'm saying to keep our confidence keep our strength and to keep our perseverance because that's what we're known to do that's who we are as black people we will continue to strive and do that you know, so all love to my black people, all love to everybody, you know what I'm saying? I don't have no beef with any race or anybody. I am just highly pro-black. I am thoroughly pro-black. I am strongly pro-black. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, man, I flex hard when it comes down to expressing my melody. And I will continue to do so. So... You all just be safe out there, you know what I'm saying? You keep yourself hydrated, you keep yourself healthy. And for all my black people, you keep yourself wise, you keep yourself, you know, 
basically continuing to feed yourselves mentally, spiritually, psychologically, you know, with nothing but wealth, health, and wisdom. Continue to feed yourself with that. And, you know, may peace and prosperity come, come amongst all, especially my black people. Salutations, everybody. Until next time, I'm going to keep on peeling them layers. But also, I'm going to keep on flexing this wisdom as well. Salutations.